Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 469. Uh, we made it! Um, without Anthony. Oh, so it's supposed to be a threesome, but... Uh, I know. Now it's just us down and dirty. Yeah. The same old Drunk on Comics <laughs> that it's been for a while. But this time, themed. X-rated! Wah, wah, wah. I wouldn't even say X-rated. Like, I feel like... Hard R. Yeah, maybe. We said fuck more than twice. It's hard R. <laughs> That's all of our podcasts, really. But we we try to do a themed around sex kind of halfway met in the middle there. Yeah. I mean, uh, the books were reviewed all had that as a theme, and sex. they were all great books. Mm-hmm. Um, there's plenty more out there. Uh, ask your local library for some, and uh, I'm sure they'll... If you, live you in, the right way. if you live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, your premier comic book location for adult comics is Tardy's. They have a curtained area. It's the only comic book store in Grand Rapids that I know that has a curtained area. Oh, we should have gone for Field research trip. purposes. Yeah, right? <laughs> I just now thought of that. <laughs> 500 more episodes, or 100 more episodes, sorry. <laughs> even hit 500 yet 500 more episodes and Nine, we'll, well i'm thinking 969 because <laughs> that's the one we'd be looking for when we're close to a thousand is this one however oh yeah and and yeah so i mean again same old stupid shit uh of us uh doing some reviews and bringing up some news uh yeah. talking about what's going on in the comic book industry and uh just having fun so with that uh grab a cold one Enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 469. I'm almost there. Actually, I just said, I'm almost there. (laughs) Don't stop. the whole oh. whole podcast uh, with today's subject you're gonna be eeyore I'm, I'm already starting off sad but i had a whole song and dance i mean anthony was gonna come in we were gonna like harmonize were you guys and... what were you gonna sing were you gonna sing let's talk about sex baby how'd you know <laughs> no it was gonna be the other one tick tock you don't stop stop uh. I wanna sex you I really wish that was actually happening right now. Or it was gonna be the one uh Animal Planet. I think is what it's called. Are you talking about the um Discovery Channel yeah, song Discovery from Channel, Bloodhound yeah. Gang? Yeah. It's actually You I, and me. Yeah. Baby. I can't remember what it's actually but mammals, called. So let's do it like they do on the Discovery yeah. Channel. FYI, hooray for boobies is One of the best albums from the 90s. I'm just saying. (laughs) Maybe early 2000s. I can't remember what year it actually came out. But holy shit, I actually just re-listened to that whole album recently. It's pretty great. I, too, live fondly through (laughs) memories of old music. (laughs) No, but I I mean, I am a little sad because we've been planning for this pentultimate episode. (laughs) It's not our next to last episode. This, 
No, but it was the climax before the downhill <laughs> fall of Drunken Comics. Except that we've done four other episode 69s. And that we're just so immature <laughs> that we decided to set aside some of what we normally do to... I think Anthony started it, actually, which is Yeah, because he was part. the one that was giggling about yeah. it. Like, we just said it was whatever episode it was, and then he's like, guys, ten more episodes, and then <laughs> that was a couple months ago, and now here we are. Now he's rolling balls into things instead of being here. I'm trying to think of better balls down lanes, but that doesn't really work. Balls in the gutter. Yeah. His balls are in the gutter. Trying to score <laughs> with them turkeys. It went weird. Well, you get a turkey, but you call people turkeys, right? Isn't that a thing? Hey, you turkey. I think like in the 70s. <laughs> hey, I'm reminiscing. Jive turkey. You weren't even a boy. <laughs> Let me try to recover somehow. <laughs> Trying to make uh, a point, but couldn't. But yeah, uh, we kind of have some sex-themed uh, reviews. And honestly, just because it was funny coming up to this point. Right. And then, fuck we're, it, why not? We're going to get as sexy as as Lindsay and Tony can get, which isn't very sexy. Maybe it's better that he's not here. Oh. <laughs> weird <laughs> i was just gonna like do a scratch break and be like anyways four hours later <laughs> four hours what did you take a nap <laughs> did you take a three hour and 15 minute nap <laughs> no that was me imagining you leaving me calling you up begging you hey come on we still gotta record <laughs> yes me taking a nap in there <laughs> And then you finally say, and fine. <laughs> oh, this beer, by the way. Mm. Does it taste like an ecto-cooler? I can't, yeah. I can't remember what those taste like. It, it vaguely does. Right on. It's a pixie mix? Yeah, it, well, that's what they, so it's by Untitled Art. So that's what they call their, um, they have like a whole Kool-Aid series. And so they call it their pixie mixes. I like it. I have to pair it with something later. Ooh. It's like part of our podcast and yeah. stuff. Yeah. When the booze comes out. <laughs> Speaking of booze comes out, uh, I had a fun filled. I mean, we got lots to cover. I yeah. Mean, let's go for it. Get into uh, it. I mean, I'm going to try to be as brief as possible, but I went to a music festival mm -hmm. and it was in a mountain. But didn't really think it was going to be, like, that mountainous. But it was fucking mountainous. It was hilly. And we had RV passes that were supposed to put us by the stages. Nope. They put us way the fuck at the top of the hill. Like, I want to say it was, like, a mile up elevation while being also, like, a mile and a half away, too. Like, that was a lot of fucking walking. Yeah. It was not fun. No. I had an experience with almost dying while walking this last week as well. Uh, let's I let me hear your pain because it's probably the same as mine. Well, I went I, so I went to St. Thomas right on a vacation, and we took a a boat over to St. John, which is also part of the U.S. Virgin Islands. You and are looking less pale. A little bit. I'm mostly red on the back. 
Um, <laughs> but so we decided we were going to hike because St. John is like the national park island, right? It's mostly national parks. Um, and we walked down, which is the optimal word right there. So we started, we walked down the trail to the beach and nobody else on the beach because the only way to get there is on this trail. Saw lots of cool shit. Then we had to walk back <laughs> up <laughs> the trail. And the round trip, it's six miles. So three miles down, three miles wow. back. Um, dear listeners of Drunk Hunt Comics, I don't know if you realize this, but Lindsay is not in shape. Zero percent in shape. And COVID's only made that worse because literally my daily walk can, is from my bedroom to my desk and around the house. You know you can go outside of your house on yeah. the street. Yeah. Why? What's out there? Um, <laughs> so I I thought I thought I was going to die. My my poor friend, who is in much better shape than me, was was very generous in my breaks. <laughs> and at one point, I thought all my muscles were going to give out, and I was just going to die on this trail. And and when I say all my muscles, I mean like I thought I was going to pee my pants. I, all of my muscles were giving out. I wow. was like, just all of them shut down. <laughs> You're just like, if I die now, it would be better than what I feel? Yes. <laughs> so I feel your pain with the walking, although you didn't have to deal with 86 degree subtropical, 80% humidity weather whilst doing it either. That is true. Uh we did have to deal with with a lot of shit. The cops were all over. Yeah. Uh, they they pulled a stop sign to get people because there's some weird law in West Virginia where you got to stop at every intersection road. But, like, who does that? And it's a weird off-road branch fork thing. I had already seen it on Facebook, and I told my buddy who was driving the RV, like, stop at every street. Just do it. And so we did. But, like, people were like, I saw where they pulled the stop sign. Like, Holy shit, like, that's so wrong. Yeah. But they pulled over a lot of people uh, trying to get them for whatever uh, illegal substances or whatever that they they had in their cars and everything. And, yeah, like, that was a thing. Mm. And then there was a lot of that stuff at the festival. And I don't know what stuff, but I mean. <clears throat> illicit drugs? Yeah, I mean. Everything in West Virginia is illicit. Is it? Oh yeah, they're probably draconian laws yeah. and everything. Yeah. Well, I I mean I don't alcohol is a... fine I think. But... <laughs> yeah, I don't even but, like, know about that. They don't weed's not legal in West Virginia, that's for sure. Yep, and everything else I yeah. So there was a lot of people though. The music was great. I got drunk. Um, I pretty much parked it once we got down to the music area because I was not fucking walking back. It's like I was at camp or I was at music. Yep. That was my weekend, and it was great. Noise. West Virginia is great. I mean, it's beautiful. It was actually. I mean, yeah. The if it wasn't for the walking, like if we would have been parked where we should have been parked before they changed the map, it would have been perfect, and I would have loved it. But because of all that, I kind of hated it. Yeah. But I enjoyed it enough. That's good. But because of that and because of possibility, which even though I was still being safe and like didn't go up in the crowds as in the outskirts, knowing you were taking your trip, we decided to. Uh, so we skipped. 
Yeah. Because I had to do a COVID test to get into St. Thomas. And I I don't I don't want to get political. I'm just going to say this. If the people who live on the good island of St. Thomas can wear their masks in the weather that they have there, people who live in the United States certainly can. <laughs> I'm just, it's so hot there and humid and your whole face sweats off. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if you live in like the Midwest, it's not bad. You're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> well, enough about us. Let's get into some comic books. Right on. Um, I'll start off with uh, Mirka and Dalfo's Unsacred. Oh. Volume 2, number 6. Mainly because this is the one of the latest or newest ones that I was able to find. It still came out last year. Uh, I had reviewed, I want to say, number issue 1 of volume 2. I've read some of the other ones. This very much... You need to kind of know some of the main characters, at least the two main ones within this universe, uh, Angelina um, and uh, Demano, Demano, D-A-M-I-A-N-O. I've never... D-A... I always call them Damien in my head, but... D-A-M-I-A-N-O. I-A-N-O. Yeah. Hmm. Demiano. Demiano? I don't know. He's Damien to me. That's yeah. how I was always reading the, it. Whenever the I... angel and the devil. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this had two two stories within it. Uh, one was cute with this little dog, uh, a little angel dog, because, again, they live in a world with angels and devils all around and, and also very uh, sexual, explicit in certain things. And it's such – it's a great comic. Like, you can get past, like – or I don't even say, like, if you're prudish, you're missing out on certain just great, I don't know, stories. Right. Uh, this first one had to do, the way it was set up, it, it had to do with the dog shitting and the girl. And this was, like, reminiscing of their first uh, date or one of their first dates and her stepping in it. But then, like, not really realizing it till they're at the restaurant and mm. smelled and hijinks kind of happened and stuff happened and all in all it was great and fun but it wasn't as sexual as like most of the stories the second one was though like them in their 70s and 80s uh, and then trying to sex trying to yeah. get it on or trying to re- get that connectivity again and where the dude just kind of like whatever i'm gonna be grumpy and depressed yeah. and her you know trying to go to you know end of the world to try to get him to be interested again in in sex and what is wrong with men yeah i don't know <laughs> well they even have little blue pills within this well, uh, it's, universe it's, it seems to me like men are really horny and you're so you can weigh in on this being a man i think um <laughs> but men seem super duper horny until they lock that badge down and then all of a sudden they're like i'm good i don't need it no more uh, I don't know because if it's there, I would. Is it because it's there though? Like you know, it's there, so you don't gotta. No, I like... think I, I I think that's abnormal for a guy. I disagree. Well, then I guess I'm the abnormal one because I would be like, hey. Yeah, but when's the last time you were in a long term relationship? <laughs> I'm sorry. You made me 
So <laughs> these two lovebirds are in their long-term relationship, and through some, uh, you know, outside arousal uh, toys and and whatnot, uh, they get it on, and and it was hilarious because they don't really show anything, but then they show them in the hospital with traction <laughs> because of it. But it just showed, you know, their love for each other and everything Aww. in the end. And again, this is a, you know, a good series uh, of just good stories. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggyback off yours because I also read a Mirka and Dolfo book. She's a real horny lady, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so I sweet, I reviewed the first issue of Sweet Paprika. Mm-hmm. And issues two and three have come out since, so I read those. So I'm not going to really review them. I think maybe that this takes place in the same world as your book, because it's also just a world of angels and demons. Okay, that probably So I don't know if she's world building or what's going on. Also, lots of very sexy stuff going on in these books. The thing I like most about this book, though, even though there is just a lot of, like crazy angel demon sexy stuff going on is the main character is real sort of repressed in the whole thing because her dad was very much like a good girls don't which is weird because she's a demon right good girls don't do that stuff and we're gonna we're gonna buck the the crazy demon stereotype and we're not gonna be those sexual wild creatures so she uh, constantly cock blocks herself, which is um, pretty crazy in the book because it's drawn very well. Like the, the, the sexual frustration of the character is drawn very well. I will say that in the third issue, you, the, she, Paprika finds out something about her dad, which kind of changes things. But... Um, also, okay, I'm gonna. I have to do a spoiler. So her dad, being super prudy, sort of person, um, Paprika gets sent a thumb drive that she sticks in her computer to watch, and it's a video, and it's of her dad oh. ha- oh. having sex with a bunch of people, like an orgy. Like he has a he has a heart attack during it because he had just had a heart attack. So now she knows why he had the heart oh. attack. And after all this time of him being like, button your shirt up and don't think about sex and stuff like that, he has a heart attack from boning <laughs> all of these people. <laughs> but also, like, I'm trying to put myself in a scenario where how I would react if I saw a sex video of my parents. <laughs> it makes me, really, yeah. makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> I feel like I would pretend I didn't see it and would never mention it again. <laughs> So definitely like pick up either one or both of these books from from Mirka. Uh, I feel like I, I want like what a fun interview that would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we gotta get our get our get our talons in that one, I think. Um, I do have another book that I, I okay. read. Uh, it's Sex Criminals mm. Sexual Gary. Sexual Gary. So this was a one-shot that they made, uh, I want to say after the series ended or as towards the end, because this was also one of the newer ones that came out. Um, I want to say, didn't the series end on 69, I believe? I feel like that uh, seems appropriate. Again, Sex Criminals was great. Uh, 
this, I thought we were going to kind of get into that world. We didn't really. Um, however, this was a great book. And so, like, just knowing how the original went with Matt Fraction and, and everyone, you know, being part of this and everything, this starts off with this guy, Gary, who just wants to have sex. And as he starts off, this is, like, broken up into chapters. And this was, like, about 50, 60 pages wow. uh, comic where... It starts off with him just explaining, you know, who he is. Like, I like sex. Doesn't matter if it's a woman. It doesn't matter if it's a man. Doesn't matter if it's a thing. He's like, I don't like the labels. He, and as he was explaining, when he's with a woman, they would be mad at him of, why do you like guys? Or when he was with a guy, they'd be like, wait, but you like women. But then also, he was not bi so that those people didn't like him. So he was, like, saying how he was, like, getting ostracized himself because he just liked sex. And that was kind of like a fundamental thing of just like who this person is. It doesn't matter what or who. And so he gets the idea of like after being lonely and just jerking it and like how can he have sex with more people? Why not go into the porn business? Mm. And this is a whole life story of this guy, but not even a life story because it seems to take place within well over a couple years because by the end of it, he's just saying how he's 23 and past his prime. Yeah. It's just like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> and through it, he, he met uh, uh, a, a girl in the porn industry that he then actually did love. Aww. But then he went on to, and she was in the porn industry, so didn't care, but also was kind of like, hey, stay home. Like, I'm going to, I'm changing my life. I'm going back to college and stuff. Like, one of those things where he's just like, then married to his work. And when he's going to lose, well, specifically in the book when he's signing boobs and boners of other people that are come up to get his uh, autograph he signs her boobs not knowing that oh it's her and that's when she's just like i'm done and he's like no i love you i wasn't planning on doing this but he slips off his cock ring to (laughs) marry her oh my god this is so fucking great and hilarious through this entire book of why is he rocking just a cock ring on a flaccid dick I don't understand. Does he just wear it constantly? That's very yeah. weird. Well, why? It just it, it made sense for for what this was. <laughs> it made sense, and then it got to a point, even a little bit before that, where Uncle Sam comes, a person playing Uncle Sam, kind of where they after his porn industry kind of went. It was like a ups and downs of this person's life, where he then was recruited to help uh, teach safe sex to teenagers because the world's their oyster with the internet, but they don't know how to do it. So, like, sexual Gary was, like, sensual Gary at one point, or, like, you know, this and that. Did he go by the name sexual Gary? Could you imagine going out in public and introducing yourself to people as sexual Tony? Well, he was Gary Poundhounder at one point. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Gary pole player, uh, Gary pan pleaser, Gary gray lust, um, gray lust, Gary spice. I don't. Know. Those are these are on his uh, IMDb <laughs> uh, at the end of the book. Uh, Fun fact: porn is on IMDb. You can look up porn actors and actresses because yes, they are actors. <laughs> They're films, actresses. Yeah. So there. So the point, the part where <laughs> they were getting into uh, talking about the safety of teenagers and everything. You know, 
how do I tell them how to do it safely? Kids don't want to learn about finger grumps, slanging, woofing, sand parties, the clever onion jub-jub, the chim-chim, the power glipping, anal power glipping, the slippy uncle, uh, the sea man, the the master and the masturbators of the universe butt stuff and it's just going on this list of things that even some of them are like did you google I, any of them no <laughs> I, I i didn't want that in my search history <laughs> some of them i don't i, I don't know if they're probably real but i'm also like they could just put two words together and, and make it happen yeah it, and it was it was great at the end was 100 a chasing amy moment no because as i already said the girl walked away but they are at a sex con and he sees across the way that porn star over there and as he is saying throughout this whole thing he's always lucky so again this had nothing to do with with the main characters from sex criminals but oh there's a part two where he gets into cockfighting and cockfighting is literally two men slapping each other with their cocks he has welts all over him cock shaped that's amazing i wish that were real it was so great there's this this was hilarious i want more of sexual gary and at the end like i said there's his imdb page um adult mutant ninja spurtles um the bye bang theory Uh, there's something about gary um the first thing which is his most recent in 2018 who we do in the shadows? He was Lazblo. <laughs> a bug's wife. Uh, he was Gary the bug that fucks. Uh, oh my god. The Ratadumi is Gary. Uh, the Incrediballs. Um, no fuzz. Uh, Lord, Lord of my things. <laughs> the fell blow ship of my thing. The uh, Lord of my thing. The two showers. Lord of my thing. The return of my thing. Um, Harry Harry Cooter and the philosoph- philosopher's bone. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, that one might be real. <laughs> I oh, feel like some I of these probably Thunderballs, uh, Goldfingered, uh, um, Dickerio. Uh, there's another. So what was funny about this thing is there was all these things of all the Harry Potter movies, but there was then a whole nother uh, nine movies of them too with just different names because obviously the porn industry does a lot of parodies and they're not just one so there's other ones the you know harry pooter and the gobbler of knobs uh this indiana jacks and the temple of poon like this goes on for a good five fucking pages of like all these made-up names they probably could be real names they probably just googled real ones put them in there and just who he you know played as and everything it was, oh, it, this was a great book. All all things said and done, and there was even parts where they were they were showing in the scene some uh, DVDs where I was reading just the titles because again, they're punny and I I like puns. Sure. But this whole backlist, man. Yeah. I have puns for days now. My favorite <clears throat> porn parody ever is at still Edward Penis Hands. Still hands down, my favorite. Uh, having worked at a video store that that had porn, we I got to see all of the. They got real lazy though because they would do like uh, this isn't nine oh two one oh. This isn't the Cosby Show, which mm. 
even if for the porn industry seems not well timed. <laughs> Did you have any other books? So <clears throat> I picked up the first issue of the newer version of Barbarella. So Barbarella started again in 2021. For anyone who doesn't know, Barbarella is very old comic book series. There was a movie based on it that starred Jane Fonda. It's the origin of the Orgasmatron. <laughs> um, I have weird feelings about this book. It's First of all, it's rated T for teen. So even though there's definitely... Sex, yeah, you can't have Barbarella without sexy times. But it, there, it's it's definitely like... Wasn't the, was the movie like... It wasn't though like a porn movie. No. It was like a like well, an actual. Well, it had actual... Jane Fonda in it. No, it wasn't but, a porn movie. <laughs> yes, but I, th- they had sex scenes in it, right? Well, her so Barbarella's whole thing is that like you like men can't help themselves mm. around her. Like she's so beautiful and has some sort of crazy attraction, and she she spends her time like bringing peace to the world through her attraction to men, right? So she's saving the world basically through sex. Um, I, which is admirable. I believe, I believe in that. <laughs> <laughs> so this this picks up with like there's this um, revolution going on, and the rebels ask her to come join them and go around and like free some slaves and things like that using her her powers. I guess is is what they are, and she ends up in a scenario where she gets to a planet. And nobody's reacting to her. And it was just really weird dialogue for me because it was one of, it was literally she gets to the planet and she's like, no one's looking at me. Why isn't anyone looking at me? Oh my God, this is so weird. No one's looking at me. And I'm like, I think that's how a lot of Instagram models feel (laughs) (laughs) when their posts don't get a lot of likes. Um, So, you know, it, it, it followed the the general rule of the Barbarella stories it the problem I have with it is it the it wasn't I don't know how to say this without it sounding mean it wasn't well written like it was but it was it felt like it was meant for the 60s like the way it was written so it came off very like performative Okay. So I find myself reading it and laughing at like some of the shit that they're saying. And I'm like, this is so stupid. But then I get to the end of it and I'm like, but I kind of want to keep reading it. (laughs) So, and she's very, she's very sexy. Right? Yeah. I do her. Sexy girl. But I mean, check it out. Definitely go back and watch the Jane Fonda Barbarella movie because that's just pure 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 gold um the other thing i read um whilst looking for some tawdry things to review was so back in the day they would have before there were superheroes superman batman captain america all that shit they had genre comics right so horror cowboy war love Love comics. It's just weird. But they literally just all these 
books that were like weird love and like strange love and love on the docks and (laughs) (laughs) shit like that. So I picked up this this like reprint anthology of weird love and oh man, I have to imagine back in the day that this was like meant to titillate. But so many of these are like, (laughs) as a feminist, I had a hard time. But as a lover of old comics, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, (laughs) I have to go back and find. It's very long. I mean, it's like 100 and some odd pages long. So there's a bunch of different stories in here. And here are some of the titles of them, if I can get my computer to pull it up, because Tony's internet sucks hard. It's all the porn. It is it bogging it down. But one of the things, it's not, it's not pulling up <laughs> or out. Um, <laughs> one of them was like, how to recognize a guy you don't want to marry. Like, so it gave women tips on how to like oh. suss out a guy that wasn't worth marrying. And like a couple of them, mostly the ones that I read, most of them were like, trouble if only there was a big strong man around to save me and (gasps) painting and shit like that (laughs) but as I'm reading it I could totally see like girls back then were probably getting all gushy over this shit so it was a weird dichotomy going from reading like sweet paprika and like literally there's pictures of tits and like legs up in the air with a face in between them. And then there's this, <laughs> which these days is not titillating at all. So um, if you have comiXology, these, all of these anthologies are part of the unlimited plan. So you could totally just read through them for free. But you look up love, right? Well, not sex. Don't look up sex. No, because you'll just get a lot of anime. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually, it was very hard to find. It's under risque, like is their genre of things that are like adult themed, um, and it, it's it's mostly not American stuff. So Comicsology hasn't gotten into like Kevin's long box at all. Yeah, speaking of Kevin, I texted him <laughs> to try to get some uh, suggestions, and I never got word back. Yeah. And, well, no, actually, here's the thing. So I. I texted, hey, Kevin, is this your, still your number? Because I didn't want to randomly text a number, hey, give me some porn <laughs> comic suggestions. <laughs> and so he never got back to me, so I don't know it if it's It could be the, the wrong number. I know, which probably why they didn't respond, which also makes me happy that I didn't just say, yeah. hey, Kevin, give me some suggestions. You mind digging into your long box <laughs> for me? <laughs> So, anyway, that's all I got. All right, well, uh, let's go on to some news. Um, we really can't have it all sexual themed because no. there has been some news that has happened in the last couple of weeks that we do want to talk about. Uh, and yeah, and it's just hard to find comic book sex themed. Well, it's just or booze even. Or just, just sex news in general. Like, don't Google sex news. It's very depressing. <laughs> You have to dig through a lot of gross 
evil bullshit before you find something that's like, oh, this is fine. (laughs) It's worse than just Googling sex. At least if you Google sex, you get pictures of naked people. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So first and foremost, uh, I want to talk about the holy shit, what if that just happened this past week. Yep, Age episode, of Ultron. Episode 8. And I knew it. I knew there was going to be some sort of underlying threat. Mm-hmm. Now, I am a little pissed just because of the way comics have been set up and how it has always been. The Infinity Stones can only work in your universe. That has been a key structure to the comic books. And if we're going to believe that the MCU is its own universe entity that happens separate, that would have the same rules. So this Ultron having those gems going to different universes, which it wouldn't be out of the norm to use the gems to get to a different universe, just they would then be inert from the... yeah. So, uh, you know, I can I can do the you know whole disbelief and just be like whatever and roll with it. Yeah, it's comics; they're not real. But I do like rules to 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 yeah, know. But, but have they? But okay, so you're going based on a rule that was set in the comic books. That has always been in the comic books. Yeah. That has been repeated multiple yeah. times in the comic books. Yeah, Black Widow also doesn't die. In this Fighting universe. Thanos in but the it, comic books. But it happened in the MCU. Those are the rules well, there's of the universe. Rules. I guess so. That Which makes me realize, are those rules even canon in the MCU? Is adamantium really the hardest metal? Or is vibranium? And actually, I don't remember which one they truly have settled on. But uh, <laughs> I think there's a third one out there now. Uh, yeah, so... And then also with how... OP the Watcher is. Now, granted, he has shown within the comic book side having, uh, you know, powers and could hold his own because he is a cosmic entity. Yeah. But when it comes to godlike powers, his is omnipresence. He knows all. It's not a he's a fisticuffs fighting person. Plus, also, too, this is not Uatu. Like, they have just called this person the Watcher, which that is a race of Watchers. Yeah, I'm just going to pretend he's a Watu, though. I know, but a dark-skinned Watu. But, so? Um... No, but I'm saying, because you can't have... Because Watu is dead in the MCU. And if you have that being be alive when they are omnipresent, like where he was seen from his Are you citadel, talking about from the comic books when they died and they ripped his eye out? Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah, okay. still, I mean, technically, he kind of came back, and there's, I'm still waiting for what the repercussions of that is going to be. But, yeah. like So this isn't that being, which would be the same being, just like um, the Living Tribunal would oversee the multiverse, and there's the one above all. Like You can have separate Thanoses in different universes, but once you get to like that higher level mm-hmm. hierarchy, those beings are the same being in each one. So if you have one that's truly dead... Right. So that's where I'm like, he's not Uatu. He's just a, a watcher. Sure. They haven't and they haven't named him that. No. So therefore, I think they're at least trying to do some canon with. 
This is me. It was super badass to me. see him yeah. kick some ass, though. I mean, come I on. Just, <laughs> I'll go over my gripes, and actually, probably most people were like, I didn't know half that shit. No, again, yeah, your, your gripes are very nerdy. Yes. <laughs> it was, well, okay, my one other gripe. But again, I loved it all. Re- it was a cool scene of watching Vision just chop Thanos in half. But that would not happen. Like, his stone would not just be able to do that. Because Thanos would have the other stones. He could have done something. He was to caught that. off guard. Yeah. I mean, he didn't expect to walk through a portal and but get it was, cut in half. I mean, that was kind of <laughs> funny and kind of a what-the-fuck moment. Yeah, yeah. It was... It was so good. It, uh, it, it, again, throughout the what ifs, I found the most pivotal people in the MCU is Tony Stark and Vision. Because either if they die, shit goes to hell, or, mm-hmm. well, or they pretty much take over and and do things. So those two are the most powerful, and I'm I'm loving this because now we're going to see some of these other people come to fruition in the team up that I think is going to happen. Yeah. And you have guesses. Well, I think it's going to be the main, uh, each one of these characters within, uh, the thing. So like, we'll get Killmonger to come on board. We'll get the people that survived the zombie one. We'll get Peggy. We'll get, yep. She'll come and T'Challa star Lord will, will show up. So I think we're going to get that group, which when you have a, you know, an overpowered, Vision Ultron, it's going to be interesting to see how they fight. Like, I think the the evil Doctor Strange could could do it, but... Yeah, I, I did like how that ended with him in the, the little bubble with the fucked up Doctor Strange. Uh, it was it was good. I, I am excited to see where it goes and how this will lead into the movies. Or if it even does. I think it will somehow. There's people that think that the Doctor Strange that has shown up in No Way Home is this evil one, which, no, they didn't. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. There's other people that are theorizing, too, with uh, from Thor 2, where they showed that, like, the the pool scene where, like, his vision of the future and and that went to, to nowhere within the MCU of him being, like, we got to stop, or he had this vision of vision pretty much in the stone. That Oh my God, I don't even remember that movie at all. It was so bad. But they're like, (laughs) did they know this then and tie it in? It's like, that's, I think, a happy coincidence. I don't think, you know, people, I mean, it's going to go viral now and marketing is going to be like, yeah, we totally set these seeds long time ago for Infinity Ultron. Things as they're calling him. <laughs> um, but I, one of the best news that I've heard this week is uh, Howard University is teaming up with uh, Netflix. Well, actually, Netflix is the first to um, to give in to this scholarship for uh, Chadwick Boseman. Oh, okay. Uh, it's they've already donated uh, five point four million to this scholarship fund. Good. And it's going to be awarded to incoming freshmen uh, every year uh, to have a full, you know, four yeah. years worth of tuition at Howard College of Fine Arts. Yeah, I think Howard University is a historically black college. 
Um, so that's really good. So yeah, so like, and as they're saying, like you know, the, the students have to display. Again, when I was reading these, the qualities, I'm like, oh, like Chadwick was. It's it's weird, like he really was the epitome of like such an awesome mm-hmm. human being on earth. Not just who he portrayed in his movies, but uh, yeah. so leadership, respect, empathy, passion, and drive for excellence, which that yeah. is him. So that was kind of cool that seeing that. And like I said, with Netflix uh, starting this scholarship and obviously more people, you know, can donate to, to the, the scholarship fund, but it will continue awesome. to go and grow. I hope Disney fucking throw some money at it. <laughs> How terrible would that be, right? Um, So I have, I did the dirty work today. None of this stuff is actually dirty. I just found it all very interesting. So the first little fun article that I came across caught me with the title, Does Auto Insurance Policy Cover Spreading STD When Having Sex in a Car? Literally, this woman... Wait, what did you type to get that to come up? Sex news. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Not even kidding. Um, (laughs) There is this woman who has sued Geico because they refuse to cover her getting an STD whilst fucking in her own car because under her idea her full coverage covers any bodily harm that happens to her whilst in a vehicle Hmm. and geico's like no (laughs) that's not the way insurance works um i don't think that they've come to a decision on this yet <laughs> so a precedent could be set depending on their decision um, damn it now i'm going to, have to follow this <laughs> news story i know i was trying to read through it and it's one of those articles that's like there it like it covers the the legalese of the thing so i started reading it and then got really bored um <laughs> because a lot of it was like they refuse to release the names of the people in the suit to avoid embarrassment. And Geico's like, why? Why won't you release their names? I don't understand. So that it, tur- it took this whole real weird t- turn. But Geico's asking for a motion to dismiss, right? Because it's such a frivolous, stupid lawsuit. And I would imagine that's probably the way it's going to go. I can't think of an actual court being like yeah man you got hpv while fucking in your volkswagen totally covered because <laughs> that would mean if you got pregnant while having sex in a car would your car insurance have to cover that like there's all kinds of stuff that would open up the door for but i just thought it was funny that somebody after all this time of having sex whilst in vehicles this is the first time somebody was like don't i have insurance for this <laughs> so you know keep an eye out for the the results of that people because you know next time you get crabs while getting a blowjob in a car you might be covered by geico (laughs) be weird to get crabs from a blowjob yeah i guess you'd have to be like in your beard or something (laughs) beard crabs (laughs) 
Now you're just imagining it. Yeah. <laughs> having to shame shave your face. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. Oh, you want to go back to regular news? Yeah, let's go back okay. to regular news while we let everyone think about you shame shaving your face. <laughs> Did you check out uh, the? It wasn't even a trailer; it was just some footage of Sandman that was released. No, I did not. Holy shit! Like, I, I am very going to be happy with how this is going. He's lost all of the blood from his head, yeah. and that's why he can't talk. It just went straight to his nope. penis. <laughs> uh, it it looks great just from the little bit that we were able to see of of dream it being captured. It looks like it is taking straight out from the opening of the comics nice. series. And it'll be interesting. Obviously there's going to be some things that uh, slightly different or changed uh, some few gender swaps with things. But what I love about when people do things in different media is if you have the, the writer's input, then it's not like blasphemy right like it's canon in a way that they get to tell a little bit different story to keep it fresh but it's them doing it Mm -hmm. um because yeah it sometimes does suck if you loved a book and then some other director or artist or whatever just like throws canon out the window because you love the source material and there's still a lot of source material and there's a lot of things you can do within the, the sandman universe that yeah, could be a little bit different and a little more cohesive how they do it with on the big screen, small screen, whatever you call Netflix screen. Uh, but yes. And speaking of big screens, Shang-Chi, you finally... I finally saw it. It was very good. It was very good. And that has uh, taken over as the highest grossing pandemic era film. Again, we're never going to get rid of those labels right. because... People got to have beating something to score their, their points. Um, it's uh, just beat out Black Widow, which was the last winner of this award. Mm-hmm. However, uh, we just now had Venom 2 come out, which that is. Did you has... see that yet? No, it just came out, and I didn't get why, a chance to Why did I see so many people talking about it? That... it I've seen a lot of people weekend, talking about it. Right? Yeah, just this past weekend. But you didn't go see it this last week. No, and uh, I'm going to be 100% honest. Yeah, it looks looks exactly like the first one. Yeah. I know a lot of people that don't really care about plot, so they probably are going to be like, that was so cool. And I'd be like, let's compare it to the first one. That's the same thing. Right. So I don't know. I'll see it eventually because I did enjoy enough the first one that I didn't totally hate it. But I did think the first bad guy in it was Carnage. So what's going right. to differentiate? And also, Carnage has got a huge fucking tongue. Like, he never had a huge tongue in the comic books. Like, that's the Venom thing. Venom has this mm. huge, slimy tongue. And if you CGI this monster, bad guy monster, to be just like Venom, what differentiates each other? Because now it seems like Venom can just make spiky things, too, whenever he wants. So what separates them but it did well, enough one's to red and one's black tony <laughs> so what if you're colorblind and you go see the movie dogs won't know who the good or bad guy is 
Um, but that looks like it, it has now gotten the the biggest opening weekend of the pandemic era. Ah. Uh, with uh, 90.1 million North American box office. People are real thirsty. Yes, that's what, and they even uh, Sony even was like saying maybe we'll make 50 or 60, like kind of underscoring of you know who knows where things are gonna fall within. People want to see movies now, and yeah, I, I I can't even remember though like what. I feel like ninety million is like a great opening weekend. Did we what have like two hundred million? Is that normal then that we were at at some oh, point? Oh God, I have no clue anymore. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. I don't even really care. No, I don't care. To either. be honest, unless that money is going in my pocket, I don't care how much <laughs> money people make. <laughs> I mean, there's sometimes I wish I had lots of money because I would honestly probably fly to to outer space like i would pay to go on like blue origin or or something like that and that's funny because the article i just read was about how we need to start thinking about how we're gonna have sex in space (laughs) oh well captain kirk is going to space (laughs) is he yeah next week uh on october 12th space william shatner is going to space which I do find this a bit noteworthy because, again, he is an icon, Star Trek, him going to space. Yeah. And honestly, it's because of this that made me go, oh, I guess maybe I do. Like, before, I've never really cared. And obviously, he can afford it. So I know this is never going to happen to me in my lifetime. And again, I've always been like, why would I need to? Why is How... Where? But it'd be interesting to just, what, how, what? Where, how, is he going to, like, the space station? What's he doing? Is he just going up and then coming back down? Yeah, just like how Jeff Bezos went uh, last month. Like, you go up, you have, like, six minutes or ten minutes, whatever it is. I can't remember. Might be a half hour now. And then you come back down and... That's just really high airplanes. There's a bit more physics involved. Well, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like, And it's a fucking rocket. Of course, but, like, send him to the space station or something. I don't know. Look, so the space station's getting people knocking on their door all the time? Like, damn yeah, it, man. Jeff. That's how you build an international space station. <laughs> Aliens won't come visit if we won't let people come visit. <laughs> <laughs> come on now. You got to make it good for visitors. <laughs> Already starting space Uber. <laughs> I'm, I'm just dropping off my Uber to the space station, guys. <laughs> if you call me, uh, your next wait is 45 days. <laughs> Damn, man, these prices are outrageous. I'm definitely Ooh. surge pricing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, so. The article I read about sex in space wasn't actually overly tawdry. It just brought up a really good point on how we don't think, like, we do all this work to send people to space and think about how, like, maybe someday we're going to need to, like, expand into space because we're killing our planet, like, those sort of things. But nobody's investigated or will even talk about the idea of, like, does sex in space change things? Like, does human biology work the same in zero gravity or on, like, different planets or things like that. And literally, in or- if, if we're using this 
space as a form of like backup plan, isn't that something we shouldn't be exploring? But how? Do we just get a bunch of people to train as astronauts and also go up to space to have sex? Like, how do you figure that shit out? I just found it very interesting. It's not really news. I was just like, why don't we talk about sex in space? Can you get pregnant in space? Does the biology work differently up there? Like, does sperm just kind of float around in the middle of the vaginal canal and not make it all the way up to the uterus? You know, like, what? how does that work? That is interesting. Yeah, how would organs grow? In... Right, right. I don't know if those are ethical questions that we can ask. <laughs> Why? If we're going to live maybe in space someday, isn't that something we should consider? Wouldn't it be unethical to not consider how a baby would grow true. in space? I guess they need to test it. If... Wouldn't it be irresponsible to just go start growing babies in space and then we're just growing a bunch of mutant space mutants? I'll volunteer <laughs> for the test subjects. <laughs> <laughs> um so disney and lawsuits yeah seems like they just settled one they did with miss miss scarjo herself i think that was the only one they had going on right now yeah oh no there's other ones is there yeah i mean i mean they settled hers for an uh, undisclosed settlement well, she seems happy she says that she's happy with it so and that she's will she is willing to work on projects with i mean it would be listen it'd be stupid of her to be like i'm never working with disney again because that cuts out a lot of things even if she never does marvel again well, it's true yeah because they own everything now yeah so, okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> i didn't even think it'd be silly for her to be like i'm never working for disney again because even even if she did just kind of go back to being an indie darling the way she used to be like they still kind of have that pressure everywhere so if Disney's like don't work with her, who yeah. who would? But uh, well, they have some other. At least Marvel has some more lawsuits going uh, against the heirs of um, Steve Ditko and Stanley and other creators. Oh, to the retain... heirs are suing them. Well, Marvel is trying to sue them oh. to maintain control over some pretty much some of the property that is of Marvel, uh, mainly the Avengers uh, names of people. Um, you know, we have Steve Ditko, who, you know, co-created a lot of uh, characters, mm-hmm. um, as well as, you know, other people, and even Stan Lee having his hand in some of the things. And so uh, those two uh, families or family members have uh, already tried to uh, use uh, a 1975 copyright act that allows creators to terminate other people from having their creations, which I didn't know that was a thing, but like other people can't copyright your thing if you're still alive. Mm. But again, this goes to copyright, which I've said multiple times before, which I hate. I hate copyright and I hate trademarks and pretty much patents and all that shit. There should be a set time. And then it should be free for people to use. Yeah. And because now you have conglomerates that can just buy up. But also at the same point, too, there ha- there is a, I guess, justification of they've, even though I don't agree with the work for hire and all that, we know the contracts were in place at some point that your works were for hire. And obviously contracts are more ironclad now that you know that to where it is Marvel stuff. So... 
you know, this is going to yeah. turn into cash settlement outside for the family members. And that's what I see this being all about for them trying to gain control of those characters back and Marvel setting their dominance with their counter lawsuits. But again, it was one of those things where it's like, man, I, I know that they, you know, the, the, the Batman and Superman, uh, went against, you know, creators and families went against DC, uh, before. And then DC kind of had to make, you know, amends with them and yeah, well, and their families were then all like, Oh, we're, we're cool now. Like, right. you know, yeah, they were definitely taking the, the, well, you created it, but it's not your creation to the limit with, with those characters. So, well, speaking of creations, um, remember when I reviewed, uh, King Spawn the other week and was yeah. talking about some new things coming out of them. So, Gunslinger Spawn, a number one, uh, recently debuted, and it's the the highest selling debut of a comic in the last twenty five years. Really, of a character? Yeah, the last person that held the title, or I don't know how, how twenty five years. Like, uh, I guess Spider Gwen, even in two thousand fifteen when that came out, only sold three hundred thousand copies. Like Spider Gwen was a slow burn, right? Like. Because it came out as part of Spider Verse, I feel like she didn't hit big until but she got Sp- her own but yeah, comic. But, but Spider Gwen number one though. Oh, okay. Debut issue of I got of you. her. Um, so this one sold uh, three hundred eighty-five thousand wow. copies. Now, uh, some other news all coming from Image and pretty much Spawn when uh, Spawn had their uh, King Spawn that came out. That sold for a record uh, two or five hundred and twenty thousand uh, copies, and we haven't really looked at you know issues of copies in a while because Mm-mm. really it co- comic books are never dying and going away. I truly feel, but you know, brick and porter stores kind of brick and porter, brick and mortar. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking of some beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, are never going to truly go away, but, like, and obviously these aren't all just from comic book shops, but, like, this is good news to just knowing that new books coming out, people were really interested within uh, this. And that's, I guess, going with first and second printing for King Spawn number one, but still, that's impressive that a lot of people want... I read King Spawn, sure. and I'm going to continue. And I've said I'm going to continue reading Spawn after issue 300 and stuff, but like, it does feel like a, a real fresh start now that I am continuing. And um, yeah, so that's nice. kind of cool. Uh, you got any other news? Not really. The only other, believe it or not, sex isn't a popular news item. <laughs> not stuff we want to talk about anyway. The only other thing I saw that was kind of fun was, um, so you've been, or you've seen bachelorette parties, right? They're like real penis heavy. Penis straws, penis necklaces, fucking penis tiaras, just all kinds of just penises everywhere. I don't understand it personally, but whatever floats people getting married, it's boat. But there is, (laughs) this I would totally be down for. Um, so there's a new wine that's coming out. It's called Just the Tipsy. 
And it is a rosé, which makes the, so the wine inside is pink and the bottle is clear. So, and it's penis shaped. The bottle is penis shaped. (laughs) It looks like a giant penis with balls. (laughs) And it's pink because of the rosé. And I'm like, why did it take so long (laughs) for this to happen? I mean, Post Malone has his own rosé. We're only now just getting a penis shaped bottle. I can see white chicks being drunk just sipping on the penis. Right? A hundred percent. Like, you don't order this wine without getting the bottle. I don't know if it's good. I'm going to see if I can find it, and then we'll we'll all taste test it. I feel like that's a... Oh, that's, that's a better uh, news to, to end than what I have. Okay. Which is sad. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, so, and I've... Boner killer. I, what's funny is I've already read four articles and seen a BBC uh, like news segment on this, which is crazy. But Northern Ireland has a clown shortage. Ugh. They also have an exorcist shortage. Did you know that? <laughs> They're also short on exorcists in Northern Ireland. Oh. <laughs> Do those two things go together? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's a clown shortage in Northern Ireland. Yes, and, and I just... I find it so bizarre. Like I was saving it as just the last thing to bring up of like, this is news, I guess, but that it is world news that I've been seeing multiple articles on it. And I know people that are afraid of clowns, which I've wanted to share this, but I've been nice. Although it is October like and Halloween. Would, I feel like they would enjoy this news if they were afraid of clowns though, right? Or yeah, maybe they'll start booking their trips to Ireland. Yeah, they can go to Ireland free of clowns. <laughs> How does one realize there's a clown shortage? Are parents still looking for clowns for their kids' parties? I mean, those aren't, like, princesses and superheroes are the way to go these days. Would you want a clown? Would your... You're looking at me who loves pranks. Yes. The answer is yes. Niece and nephews, would they enjoy a clown? I mean, they would, but yes, they'd probably prefer Thor... Right. Or Iron Man. Like they, the, the phrase, can I have a clown for my birthday, probably would never come out of their but mouth. But yeah, but you go to any carnival or festival, though, a clown fits in a little bit more than a person in a Thor or an Iron Man suit. Well. And there's a lot more. Unless you're at a Renaissance festival. Festivals. <laughs> Even then, you'd have a jester clown. Yeah, I guess. Thor would fit in real nicely there, though. I mean. I'm just saying. Yeah, Thor could. Um, but still, how does one quantify, like a shortage? How who who was like, I just can't get a clown, <laughs> or or are circuses seeing a lack of clowns, and that's how it no, came. it just it just it's well because there are performers that are clowns, and there's people that know, like you know, there's a guild, there's a clown guild, yeah, and there's just there's shortages of workers of around the world, and clowns are the next <laughs> job. That people are looking for. Well, Tony, I think if you ever wanted to make a career shift, now's the time. I, I feel like I could do An it. Irish clown. They probably, I mean, you could be one of those boozy clowns, right? Those are things. Do they still have those drunk clowns? Do I have to only pretend? Probably not. I feel like most clowns at children's parties are drunk. Why <laughs> would you not be? Fit right in. Yeah. <laughs> children's parties are horrible. And if you're a clown, they're extra worse, I'm sure. <laughs> Oh, well, that's all I got this week. I'm spent. 
Me too. I think I need a nap. I have a cigarette <laughs> and a nap. Because <laughs> this whole episode blew right by with your help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to let you keep going. It's the way it works most of the time. Guys just keep going and going and going, and women are like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> With that, uh, stay thirsty for more. I don't really have anything to to go on. Stay thirsty for more. More end of, of sentence. <laughs> Sometimes it's best for the man to just shut up. Yep. <laughs>